Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because it's time for the Wednesday edition of Am I the Asshole? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the Asshat? What do we have, Hal? Ooh, today ripped directly from Reddit from their Am I the Ass Bleep subreddit. Am I the asshat for getting our neighborhood dog Olympics canceled instead of bending the rules for a neighbor? Oh. <laughs> now, I cannot wait. I, there's I... nothing more fun than neighborhood politics. <laughs> yep. Thank baby. you. Well, I'm going to read you the scenario. Okay. And then you all weigh in, 651-641-1071. So five or six years ago, my HOA decided our neighborhood is boring and encouraged people to come up with some ideas and activities to liven things up. And thus, the Pup Olympics were born. Oh, God. It's just the neighborhood <laughs> dogs competing poorly in different silly events for two days and being uh, awarded with treats. Now, early on, there would be prizes for the owners of whichever dog won an event, and it was really all fun and games. But after a couple of years... We started doing a paid entry for each event, and the money went toward cash prizes and a donation to a local animal shelter. Now, it might be worth it to note that most people in the neighborhood choose to donate their cash prize towards the shelter fund, so we come up with a good donation, and people look forward to the Pup Olympics every year. Now, 18 months ago, a new neighbor moved in, and she has a poodle who frequently competes in and wins dog competitions. The dog has a million followers on Instagram and we follow the page (laughs) and the obvious and we obviously root for the dog in competitions. No issue with the dog itself. Now, however, Ringer moved into the neighborhood. That's right. (laughs) However, Colleen, it ruined the Pup Olympics last year. This dog swept every single competition. There is literally one event for senior dogs that it didn't qualify for. And that's the only one the poodle didn't win. And we all just kind of stood there for two days and gave cash prizes to the same woman for every event. And to make matters worse, she didn't donate a single extra penny to the shelter fund. And this has taken uh, an event for family, families and kind of turned it into something that it was never meant to be. So Pup Olympics are happening soon. But this year, my committee decided no competition dogs rule. We made it to make it more fair to the other owners and families. The poodle owner got notice of this and has gone ballistic. Our HOA had a committee meeting and decided in her favor that we couldn't exclude her or her dog if we wanted to have the competition in the neighborhood. And I thought about it, and then it just went ahead and sent a cancellation notice out. Somebody from the HOA board tried to put it back together, but it just isn't getting much interest. And now the poodle owner has sent multiple vindictive messages implying that I did it to hurt her personally and the neighborhood this. has it split 50-50 on who was wrong. So am I the asshat for canceling the Pup Olympics? Oh my gosh. I'm going to need her zip code uh, so I can get on her neighborhood's next door because oh no. you know that thing is fired up. 651-641-1071. Is this person an asshat for canceling the neighborhood Pump Olymp- Pup Olympics? Because one dog dominated. Um, there are so many ass. 
and I know you two share my feelings. Uh-huh. There are so many layers. This is this that are so fantastic. This is an asshat onion. Yeah. Oh, this is an asshat onion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peel I it. I mean, first, Put on you your mix it. Na- I mean, it is the. It has you, everything. It has everything. Mm-hmm. The drama of neighborhoods mixed with people with pets, and I'm one of them, are nuts. I mean, they go, they <laughs> I, they really are. I mean, I'm just, I'm speaking the truth. I mean, I mean and I I'm one of this. them. I'm, I, people are so weird when it comes to their animals. Um, So you mix that toxic brew. Oh, this is so good. It's really good. What do you think, Colleen? Well, okay, so I'm not going to answer the question because all I could think this to. whole time, I know I will, but <laughs> yeah, I do think she is kind of the asshat for canceling the Pup Olympics because there was another solution that was right in front of you the whole time. This, this poodle uh, is an egomaniac and all that poodle really needs is a platform. And so what you do is you hold the Pup Olympics, but you call up that poodle owner and you say, listen, we've given it some thought. And we really feel like we need to feature uh, Fifi as our spokes poodle for the Pup Olympics. We need a poodle correspondent. We need a poodle to be the face of this entire this entire thing. Uh, as such, uh, Fifi will not be able to compete, but will hold a higher, more esteemed role. <laughs> <laughs> and then you give a stipend. And uh, go go merrily ahead with the Pup Olympics. Don't ruin it for everybody. Thank you. Just kiss a little Fifi butt and you're good. Yes. Fifi. Call me with more Pet Olympics solutions. You're welcome. Have a great day. Jason, you your thoughts. Uh, I completely <laughs> concur. Uh, facsimile to my friend Colleen. Kiss the dog's butt. And don't ruin the fun because of one yeah. poodle. I'm going to get that out of t-shirt. I mean... One poodle. One poodle can ruin poodle. the whole bunch. Can ruin the whole pack. Uh, let's go to Dawn on line one. Dawn, welcome to the Fifi hotline. Uh, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I think Fifi can, needs to go away. So <laughs> I have a I have a couple of thoughts. Okay. It's like it's like sending Bruce Lee to fight a bunch of white belts. Yeah, that's like, not cool. Oh, that's okay. Like, yeah. It's like, why does she even get excited about winning? Like, and then my other thought was, could they divide the competitions up in like a novice competition? There you go. Beginner or something like that. And then her foo can win the elite one. Yeah. But thank you. At yes. the end of the day, I, I don't think she's an ass hat because. They took the fun. Like, the fun just got sucked out of it. So what's the point anymore? I hear that, Don. Thank you. Yeah, and I I appreciate Don um, bringing up the name Bruce Lee. We don't talk about the legend himself. Not nearly uh, enough. Not nearly enough. I mean, thank you for that. Yeah. There should be. I mean, maybe, but you know what? This is Isn't this year one of the Doggy Olympics? I think she the said pup- that there's so many, there's been so many years, but Fifi ruined it last year. Yes. Okay. There, five or six years five ago. Five or six, got it. Was when the Pup Olympics launched in this neighborhood. 10-4. I'm hearing yeah. you now. Okay. You know, I think what I heard Dawn saying and that I'd like for this poster to know is that there really was a buffet of options. Canceling it was only one option. There was another solution, though. And, um, you know, explore, I would say explore further. Don't ruin the fun for everyone. 
just because Fifi and Fifi's mom are a greedy, uh, a greedy lot. Yeah. There should be, if I'm evolving, if I'm the producer yeah. of the Pup Olympics, yeah. this is the evolution. Yes. The Olympics, the Olympics, it's amateur. Yes. In the in, in the criteria, in the structure of the Olympics, mm-hmm. be it pup, be it winter, be it summer, it is an amateur exhibition. Yes. yes. So there should be Fifi. Yeah. Should not be in the neighborhood pup Olympics. Yeah, Fifi is disqualified, but Fifi yes. can commentate. Fifi can be the face of the Olympics. Um, Fifi can, you know, do the expert uh, categories alone. Yes. And uh, that's fine. That is fine. That is fine. I love this one, Holly. Thank you <laughs> that for bringing really, this to really honestly us. was top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you are right. What you said right at the beginning. There is so there is few things better than neighbor. It's the best. Than neighborhood politics. Oh, HOAs. HOAs are again. We have a Gladys Kravitz in our building. That Everybody does. Yeah. Nothing gets past her. And. I normally would be irritated by someone like that, but I love this woman. Yeah. Because she is just on the prowl well, for any violation. And you know, you know, when you've got the Gladys Kravitz in your back pocket, if there's something that's bugging you, all you have to do is whisper it in proximity to the Gladys Thank Kravitz. You. Oh, yeah. And you Done. know, somebody else will take the fall for it. And it's just delightful. I was only, Colin and I were only a Gladys Kravitz once. Mm. We, had, we had a couple. Who now just give us dirty looks, but that's okay. I can handle that because they constantly had their dog off leash in common areas. Ooh. Oh no! And in the in the area potty area, you can't do that. No, and it's not. I'm sorry. I don't want to go outside too in the winter, but yeah. y- you have to. Yeah. She would let her dog out and stand in the warm vestibule. No, I'm like no, 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 princess. No. no. Um, let's give my husband. You've got mail. The final word. <laughs> Colin would like to participate. I love it. Yes, Colin. Hi, Colin. He writes the following. Not the asshat. This is why we can't have nice things. Not everyone gets a trophy. Your dumbass poodle doesn't get to play in the amateur Olympics. <laughs> Mic drop, Colin. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love you. Oh, well done. Yeah. You're a dumber well poodle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Thank you, mm-hmm. Colin. Thank you for putting a punctuation mark on that. Uh, am I the Earth's hat? Uh, Monday and Wednesdays in their third hour. When we return, we. Hey, it's Holly for Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and I want to wish you all a happy World Menopause Day. So let's talk about it. Awareness around menopause is key to reducing the stigma attached to menopause because it's still out there. And encouraging people to talk more openly about it lessens the stigma. And Nutritional Weight and Wellness's Menopause Solutions class is the perfect way to learn more about menopause. Empower yourself with knowledge about this important phase of life. The online self-paced menopause solutions class will help you understand the root cause of menopause and learn more about real food solutions to get your menopause symptoms under control. So no matter what stage you're in, perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, nutritional weight and wellness is here to help. So go to mytalk1071.com, keyword menopause, for more information about nutritional weight and wellness's menopause solutions class. That's mytalk1071.com, keyword menopause, and happy World Menopause Day! This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert.
Ken, looky here. We're back. Jason and Alexis in the morning live. I might talk later on our app. Make sure you go download that. Take us uh, anywhere you want to be, whenever you want to be. I'm Jace with Colleen filling in for Alexis and Holly Roberts, who has the debt of it. Yes, uh, and we got to talk about Britney Spears. Uh, You know, a lot of this stuff dropped while we were on the air yesterday, Jason and Colleen. uh, But People Magazine publishing an exclusive interview with Britney Spears, promoting her upcoming memoir, The Woman in Me, which is out next week. And some of the things we're learning are some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. About Britney Spears. Uh, The headline yesterday that we uh, dropped last night that Britney Spears revealed that she had an abortion when she was with Justin Timberlake in the early 2000s. She said this is what she wrote about it in her book. Quote, it was a surprise. But for me, it wasn't a tragedy, a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were way too young. Now, they were both 19 years old when that happened. And Britney Spears did write of her experience, quote, to this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, Now, she and Justin Timberlake split in 2002. She did become a mom uh, to Sean Preston and Jaden James. They're currently living with dad Kevin Federline in Hawaii. And uh, we also learned that uh, Britney Spears... Um, excuse me, uh, Justin Timberlake cheated on Britney Spears with a celebrity. Ooh. Oh, and now everybody is going to be trying to do the math to figure yep. out who that was. Also, is anybody surprised? Remember when he got caught sexily holding the hand of his co-star? That's right. In New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was a whole kerfuffle between him and uh, his wife as a result. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, and this isn't. Oh my goodness, it certainly isn't um, criticizing or downplaying or uh, judging Britney. But I'm just saying personally, I, it's it's almost the way that I feel about some of her videos. I don't know if I want to know this. Mm. I, I don't know if I want to. It's kind of. Like when I look- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcasts Look at some of her Instagram videos. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see this. Right. I don't want to see her twirling around with knives. I just, anything, and I think it has to do with that, how she is, has been on social. I I don't know if I want to know this about Brittany. I I feel like I, this shouldn't, she's so fragile, Mm -hmm. I believe that I, I, I don't know if I want to know this. You know, I think that that's, I think you're probably not alone in feeling that way, Jason. And at the same time, I would say, I, I, for me, my feeling about it is I owe it to Brittany to know this because Mm. her life has been so tragically sad and what we have digested of Brittany and paid for, frankly, is a version of Brittany that is, was controlled by somebody else. And I, and I, 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 my feeling is I feel like I owe it to her to hear her story. The full story. The full story from hmm. her from her mouth. 
or you I know like from that. her from a ghostwriter through her. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's also opening up about shaving her head in 2007. An excerpt from the book was released regarding that moment in time. And she said the reason why she did it, it was an act of rebellion after years of being picked apart for her appearance. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, I'd been eyeballed so much growing up. I'd been looked up and down and had people telling me what they thought, uh, thought of my body since I was a teenager. And shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back now i love that you, i do too you could read that at the time i mean we were all consuming tabloid content and celebrity news at that mm-hmm. time and I, I say we the three of us mm-hmm. it's yeah. safe to say that that was happening oh, absolutely and, and you could sense that but it wasn't being articulated right and so now britney spears having the chance to articulate what she was going through at that time. You know, when when you think about Britney Spears, she was sexualized from such a young age. And, and here's the impossible paradox for her, is that she was sexualized and also her virginity was valued. And so, so like, her public persona was all about being over-sexualized and a virgin. Mm. And when you consider how messy that is, and she was the person living it, and was, uh, you know, being asked questions about her breasts as a teenager um, and the way that she dressed and how she carried herself. It I, Again, I, I feel like I owe it to her to hear her story. I like that. Mm. Well, you'll be able to read the whole story. The book comes out next week. Pre-ordered. Pre, are you going to listen to it or are you going to read it? I'm going to read it uh, because... Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is going to do the audio version. Um, and I think that's going to mess with my brain. So I'm going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because to hear Britney's story coming out of Michelle Williams mouth, um, you know, I'm, I I don't like, do, do you, however you need to hear it, uh, or read it, but I'm going to read the book. Mm. All right. Well, you'll be able to do that next week. The woman and me, Britney Spears. Uh, there's some gossip over from the mere tabloid that is saying that Chris Jenner, Wants to bring Meghan Markle and Prince Harry into the Kardashian fold. What? What? No. No. Chris Jenner wants uh, Meghan and Harry to appear in the Kardashians over on Hulu. (laughs) No, 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 no. Now, this insider uh, told the mirror, it's no coincidence that the Kardashians all move in the same circles as Megan's new circle. It's just a slam dunk for the two families to team no. up. But Chris doesn't want to push too aggressively or too soon. You know, they all took a picture together. They were at a party, Chris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, and Meghan Markle. They were at Kevin Costner's fundraiser event. That's where they met, and they're all hanging out. Oh, okay. Harry and Meghan don't need that. They mm-hmm. have a no, uh, no. They're good. They're good. They don't need that. More of these stories at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, why the director of Love Actually in Notting Hill has some regrets brought on by his daughter, of all people. Uh Uh-huh. We'll talk about that next. Hey, everyone. It's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did my genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. By getting a better understanding of my DNA, my genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. 
Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. I'm starved. Got any pizza in the freezer? We make fresh pizza. That's complicated. Not anymore. We use pizza in a skillet from Chef Boyardee. You really make it fresh in a skillet? Sure. Everything comes in the box, and you make it on top of the stove in just 15 minutes. Just spread the dough, then add the sauce and shredded cheese. Making it fresh makes it delicious. Mmm, delicious. And so fast. Pizza in a skillet from Chef Boyardee. Cook delicious homemade pizza in just 15 minutes. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. And then run to the bathroom a few minutes later. Mm. Oh. Oh. That really didn't take off, did it? No, didn't last long. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. One time I had Chef Boyardee mini ravioli and I... Threw it up all over my grandma's orange shag carpet. Mm. How, how did that work out for you? Oh, uh, not very well. That's yeah. you know uh-huh. shag carpeting, and that just sounds like a rough cleanup right there. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I just was like, yeah. Anyway, get a comb. So, ew. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Sorry. 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 God, I love you, Helene. <laughs> filling in for Alexis. If you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag classy lassie. That's yeah. what they call me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Um, I love this. I I saw this headline and I thought, oh, that's nice. That's a nice, you know, a nice moment. Here's the headline from Variety. And it's all over the place. The Today Show had it too. Uh, love Actually director regrets films weight jokes, which, quote, aren't funny anymore. And he says... I was behind the curve. I was unobservant. So this is Richard Curtis, who in the late 90s, early 2000s, churned out a bunch of really great rom-coms of the era. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking Your Love Actually. We're talking Notting Hill. Um, And he sat down. uh, It was like, I think at a conference. And his daughter, his daughter, actually called him out on this or Mm. questioned uh, some of the weight jokes because and you will remember for instance in Love Actually the character of Natalie Mm -hmm. who is like the chief of staff or something to Hugh Grant's Prime Minister Minister. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a line in there about Natalie's dad calling her plumpy and then Hugh Grant uh, made a reference about like uh is she like the skinny one or something like that? I forgot. I've seen the movie so many times, but Hugh Grant made a comment about mm-hmm. Natalie's weight. The prime minister made a comment. Um, and, and, and it didn't age well. Those, those comments did not age well, but I do. And, and I'm not of the, I'm not of the, of the thinking that it's always fair to look at entertainment in 2023. Um, with 2023 lenses, you can't mm-hmm. look at something from 1999 mm-hmm. and crucify it without realizing it's of its time. Right. And, you know, Buzzfeed, my God, that's all Buzzfeed is now <laughs> really is taking old interviews and old movies and, and, and putting their glasses on from 2023 yeah. and just skewering the people or the movie. And I don't always think that's fair because it, it, it existed 
Like, look at Blazing Saddles and look at All in the Family. Oh, yeah. Well, and BuzzFeed doesn't get it right half the time either. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Holly. Mm. There is that, too. And they, they don't add a lot of content. I don't know. which just like rage clickbait, but just to get everybody mad. <laughs> Having said all of that, I do appreciate Richard Curtis looking back at his own work, not getting defensive and realizing, yeah, I could have done better. I should have done better. I think that this is a revolutionary and very important conversation to have because, you know, you, my husband and I do this all the time. We go back, we we love to show our kids movies from when we were young. And then the question always is, how does it hold up? Mm -hmm. How does it hold up to that 2023 lens, right? And there are some that don't hold up well, and we can say it and then talk about it. And there are some that are great and they totally hold up and you're like, oh, this is timeless. You know, we can still watch this. But to hear somebody take responsibility for yep. for um, and, and, and be like show that you can change, that you can learn, that you can do differently later and that you can be accountable for a mistake that you made at a time when it was probably more acceptable and not as regarded as a mistake. This is the important conversation that we should be having is how do you atone for a choice you made at a different time? And uh, go forward and show that you can learn and change. I also think this is what happens sometimes. Not every case. But this is, what's mi- this is what you miss when you just out and out and about cancel somebody right. or, or, or pass a judgment about somebody without giving them an opportunity like Richard Curtis to, to look back and have a learning moment so mm-hmm. that we can all have a learning moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated that he did this, and it and it makes it makes his movies now a little more palatable. But mm-hmm. then again, you know, I, 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 I think we're all not we we're, no we're not, but we can't I have nice things. We can't have nice things, but we can also poodle. look at it and go, okay, I can like this movie. I can like ninety eight percent of this movie, eh, but that scene that's cringy. Yeah, you know, of uh, you know, like Friends. The totality of the of the sitcom Friends, the totality of it is a pretty good show. But then mm-hmm. you can also go, okay, there are things that are not great. The treatment of Chandler's mom or dad, rather, yeah. as Kathleen Turner and Fat Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can look and go, you know, those those were misses. Mm-hmm. But the 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 rest of the show, you 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 can still enjoy, in, in my opinion. We're watching a show on uh, Max called The History of the Sitcom. It's a, have you watched this? It's yes. a docu-series. It's phenomenal. And we've been watching it with my 16-year-old son, uh, who will be 17 this weekend oh and will not let me hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but it has been really interesting to see kind of like, uh, you know, talk about all in the family and, and, and give him context for why that was such an important show and what it did mm. that was new and different in that time and how we might do that now that would be very different and it would be received very differently. But that's what happens. You know, history reshapes how we do things. Yeah. And it's okay if some things from the past don't translate to the present moment. Yeah. You can look at it as, Hey, you know, for example, love actually that movie made what 19 or 2003. Yeah. And you can be like, wow, it's been 20 years since that movie came out. And it's okay that we're not looking to that movie to define the contemporary moment. Right. It can be an artifact of its own time. Exactly. Yeah. And and I find love actually to be so cringy that I don't like it. Yeah. It just does not work for me. And it is because 
of those fat jokes. Mm-hmm. It is of the way yeah. that some of the characters are treated. For me, that's just a little too much, and that's just my personal preference. Yeah. I look to yeah. other movies to uphold holiday traditions with. Yeah. So it's okay if things don't speak to the present moment. So true. Yes. Uh, can I give a really quick uh, just reminder to parents, if you're thinking about showing your children love, actually, this year, um, just remember the porn stand-ins. Thank you. Um, <laughs> when awful. Polly was saying cringy moments, that's even cringy for me. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want people to remember that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you forget about it until you're in yeah. it, and then you're like, whoops. Oh, whoops. Whoopsie doodles. Oh. Whoopsie doodles. Do you just sit there and get hot and embarrassed, Colleen, when those moments happen? Um, we don't, we haven't actually, we're pretty good at finding those things before we show, remember, we, we have made a policy to pre-watch before we rewatch. Oh, nice. So that we know what we're getting into. But yeah, no, there are some moments when something shows up on TV and you're like, well, I wasn't ready to have this conversation and be in this moment together. Yeah. You just sort like, of get embarrassed. A movie that is oof, that I used to love, Colleen, such a movie from our generation, mm-hmm. Heathers. Mm-hmm. Heathers. And now, you know, with gun violence and, and, and yeah. gun violence in schools. You look back at that movie and it is all it is uncomfortable yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. Um and I loved it. I mean, we would quote it in in, in my friend in my high school friendship group. We yeah. lo- we idolized it because we felt like the outsiders and that movie is ultimately a movie about outsiders yeah. battling the you know what I mean, battling the heathers and I don't know. I do know it was oof. It's hard to watch now. Mhm. Uh, but a great conversation. You can uh, just l- look it up on the Today Show. You can see, uh, put in love, actually, and you'll 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 see the full context of the conversation. Uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids, per- people of all ages, Netflix, or I'm sorry, let's do this instead because Netflix, the video start coming back. We could do tomorrow. Um, I've asked for an asteroid to head toward Earth just to get this over with. But a comet might be taking its place. Holly has that story to wrap us. Hey, friends, Alexis for Rebath, Rebath.com. They make it so easy to love your bathroom, and they have everything that you need. They are a one-stop bathroom remodeling shop. They completely remove, replace, and remodel. They're not selling tub or shower cover-ups or any of those liners. You know that nasty thing is underneath there. Nope. At Rebath, they completely remove it, and they send a designer to your home, which is fantastic. Just go to Rebath.com. Make sure you mention me or my talk. You'll get $1,500 off a complete bathroom remodel, and they'll bring the showroom to you. Hundreds of options for you. You can also stop into their showroom. It's in Apple Valley on Galaxy Avenue. There you'll see the choices that Angel and I made in our bathroom more than three years ago. Absolutely love it. So get that free design guidance, quality products, professional installation, five days or less, they'll get the job done. Go to rebath.com to have a designer come to you. Anyway, welcome back. Jason and Alexis. I'm trying. Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk. And if you miss the show, don't worry. It's available in a thing called the podcast later on. Magic. I'm Jace. Lex is off. Clean Lindstrom filling in. Hey, friends. And tomorrow. And Holly Roberts is here as well. So we joke from time to time on the show that we just kind of wish the asteroid would just come, you know, just come on. <laughs> it's just, just, we're done. It's finish been, it up. Call it, finish a, it up. Uh, yeah, call, call it a it world. Day. Can we check, please? Thank you. Here's my card. <laughs> let's just, let's just, but an asteroid 
uh, may not be hurtling toward Earth right now, but something else is, uh, uh, right, Holly? I'm scared about this, that we're mm-hmm. ending the show with this, but, you know, who mm-hmm. Cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scientists <laughs> Who are knows what's going to happen? The yeah. Devil Comet. The Whoa. Devil Comet. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> You're welcome, Colleen. Nice to see you. I missed so, you. I've been missing you as well. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Well, there is a comet that is three times bigger than Mount Everest, and it has oh, exploded and now he- is heading towards Earth. Uh, what are we going to do? Is I mean, do we need to send Ben Affleck to break that thing up, or, or get your wily e. coyote acme umbrella and just yipes? <laughs> yeah. No. So apparently, this devil comet—it's called that because it's a horned comet—three times bigger than Mount Everest. It exploded. And now it's hurtling towards Earth. This blast originated earlier this month from a cryovolcanic comet, which means it's a cold volcano. Get that around your head. I'm trying not to. That that measures (laughs) 18.6 miles in diameter or is the size of a small city. Now, this is an interstellar ice cube. It's the second time it has erupted in the last four months. And now it just keeps erupting, and now it's hurtling towards is Earth. This what, is this how it ends? I don't know about you, Colleen, <laughs> but there isn't anything that Holly said right there that I enjoy. No, I'm not excited about it's any not, of it. It's um, not a one thing. Well, scientists also compared the Devil Comet to looking like the Millennium Falcon. So there's that. That's okay. exciting. Um, can I just... Okay. Can I ask... Can I kindly <laughs> ask... Um, these scientists to stop <laughs> stop, stop, stop looking for this. Stop, stop doing like, their don't job. You don't need to tell us about it. Like, if we can't mm. do anything, can you just? If you want to just know yes. that and live in that, fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather have something uh, like a large fireball hit me without anticipating it, I Mm. guess, is what I'm saying. Well, Colleen, there is some time to anticipate this devil comet hurtling towards Earth because scientists say that it won't reach its closest point to Earth until next year. Then we'll be able to see it. So not only do you know about it, Colleen, but Mm. you'll be able to see it with your naked eye. No telescope needed. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. As long as it doesn't kill me. No, Colleen, it's not cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't know what came over me. No, it's not cool. (laughs) I got up early today. (laughs) I know. Again, there's nothing that Holly just said that's pleasant. Don't you agree, Jason? Don't you just want to call up scientists and be like, hey, thanks for your work. Can you keep that on the down low? Yeah. Hashtag we good. We We, good. We good. (laughs) Yikes. Seriously. So we be good. Thank mm-hmm. you, but, Mr. Smart People. But to all the smart folks and the scientists who have made us aware of this devil comet, which, by the way, they're calling it that because there are two horns that have been call, uh, created by a cyclovolcanic vent. And then there's some stuff that happens. And then it looks like horns. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I know. Again. To quote my friend Jason, we good. We good. <laughs> well, I, we good. Want to, I want to bring awareness to this because there's a lot of stuff that's happening. That's, you know, that just is like true. Out in space, when you really think about it, there are some recent telescope pictures that were released by NASA. And it's just like, you know what, man? We're all just weird gas. We are all just weird gas. 
think about I'm that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that, that on that a down. t-shirt. Oh, thank you. We are all we, just weird gas. Weird gas. Weird mm-hmm. gas floating around. You know, it, 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 there it is. Look. <laughs> That's what going for a walk alone is about. Yeah. <laughs> it's for you gotta weird gas. You got to check the back and the front. Uh-huh. Pro tip. I don't even like the name. The Devil's Comet? No. Just call it no. Damien. You know what I mean? Damien. Ro- Rosemary's Comet. Rosemary's Comet. <laughs> but like Colleen, we're going to bring this show full circle this morning. Are we? Oh, okay. Because like Colleen Are we going to appreciate said, a muffin? Well... Like Colleen's muffin appreciation, which, by the way, listen to hour one in the first podcast, where she appreciated a muffin and our ancestors for coming up with baking. Yeah. Yes. I had a thought last night where I was slicing up a pear, uh, and then I looked at the pear, yeah. and I was like, this pear is made of stardust, and I'm going to eat this pear. And, and you're going to be part stardust. And we're all just part stardust, yeah. man. Seriously. We're all just, you know, weird gas floating around in the universe. <laughs> sometimes. So don't take it too seriously Holly, is what I'm telling sometimes you. Sometimes I'm with you. Sometimes my thoughts just lead me to a place where I go, what are we so worried about here? Yeah. We got muffins. Yeah. We got stardust pears. We got Jason's coconut cake. Yeah. Like, what is there to get so whipped up about? Uh-huh. Right. Just the frosting. We good. Mm-hmm. We got old shows on Tubby. Tubi. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I have mean, we come to a consensus on how to say that? I say it's Tubi. Tubi. I say Tubby, though. Oh, I'm like, okay. I just, because it's owned by my corporation, so I like to piss them off every oh, so often, so I call it Tubby. You know, yeah. and they just flick them everyone. I love authority. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. Forget about the devil's, uh, devil's comment. Nah. Yeah. No. Doesn't matter. We have baked goods. Yeah. What are you going to appreciate today? That's right. What? Those Taco Bell yes. chicken nuggets I'm going to appreciate. Yes. Oh, that's right. Those chicken nuggets, Jason. Again, full circle. Mm-hmm. Made of stardust. Show. That's mm-hmm. right. All made full of stardust. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, according to your review, Jason, that second uh, bell sauce for dipping. The original sauce. Oh, my God. That's, uh, the, again, Back to the B. drawing Arthur's, board on that. Yeah. yeah B. Arthur's cigarette. Ashtray, ashtray, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cigarette accessory. They went out to the. They went out to the shelter of shame back here in the parking lot, and they dumped out. Reach out the inside of that yeah. ashtray. Like, what is that thing? You know, yeah. that looks like a sculpture. Uh-huh. Oh God, it is. They shove those poor smokers in that little box. It is. It's like a Rubbermaid container. <laughs> it's so bad. Go out, go out there and be yourself because no one can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Holly? That's right, Jason. You be you. And uh, Colleen, you're coming back tomorrow, right? I can't wait. Can't Thanks for having me, you guys. <laughs> All right, Donna and Steve are up next. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.